Hello and welcome to the How Do You View You podcast with your host, Griffin Stein. Today we have, see, I was going to call you Tammy. I always call you Tammy, but I don't know if that's what you want to go by. That's how you know when you've been knowing me a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Tammy Morgan. And I was like, yeah. Only the people who knew me from the manor in the, back in wow. those days. <laughs> New? Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Yes. Real so, Richmond. Oh, yeah, uh, real my, Richmond. My official name is Tamara Morgan Hudson. Currently, I am working Oh, well, I'm a founder, a co-founder of Melanated Harmony. Uh, my co-founder, her name is Nicole Holmes. A uh, funny story about that is we both started off with more, uh, M last names. She used to be a McCowan. I was a Morgan. We both got married. And both our new last names started with H. She's a wow. Holmes, and now I'm a Hudson. So we were like, we're going to put something together, and we're going to keep our initials. So wow. that's where Melanated Harmony was got born. You. I got you, M and H. Yes. Okay. So it, we bring in the old and continuing with the new. That's uh, a good thing. Melanated Harmony was born out of a need for our community. Mm. Um, I've been working with a couple of other groups. Uh, no Justice Under Capitalism. We Are Their Voices, Impact, the Ella Baker Center, All of Us Are None, California Prison Focus, uh, I'm on the San Quentin Inmate Family Council. I'm wow. on the California State Inmate Family Council. Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you went all in. Oh, okay. Uh, my daughter is the founder of Melanin and Mimosas, and I'm also the founder of Ladies Living Life, which are more social networks okay. for women of color. Business-oriented or just really just social, Both. social? Okay. Um, we network on a business tip, and we network so we can debrief together. We do wine tastings. We go out shopping and go to museums. Wow. You know, yeah, we do some networking. So how, how would somebody join the, that one? Uh, at the, the Ladies Living Life and Melanin Mimosas are, you can find them both on Facebook. Facebook, okay. Yes. Now, Melanated Harmony, however, because my co-founder is amazing, we are in the process of becoming incorporated. We are going to be an official nonprofit. Wow. Yes, we're working on that. Our focus is going to be on um, working with the children and families of incarcerated persons mm. and helping incarcerated persons w upon their release. Uh, we've both been affected personally by people being incarcerated um, for long periods of time, unfairly and unjustly, which we can talk about later on. Yeah, <laughs> man. So that's our focus. Our focus is to rebuild our community from within the community. Yes. Um, she's out in the Stockton French Camp area. Mm. So she's pulling from that area, and I'm pulling from uh, this side of the Bay Area. We work together. We do a lot of phone calls. Um, she's not as active on the protest front. She has a new baby that just turned uh, one. Yeah, no. And with COVID, we're not taking no chance. No, uh, it's not <laughs> worth it. But she's amazing behind the scenes, and there's a lot of stuff that I would not have been able to do without her. But you, you, people discount people that's not in front sometimes. But th those are the, the spines and the thing, because it's some things that I, you know, I know I can't do, or I don't, not that I don't, I don't excel at. So it's another person that can do. I can excel at paperwork. All of this, you know, being in front of the camera. Hey, man, I don't really care for that. But you know, I see. I see that what I've been telling people lately is you got to have a team. Yes. You cannot do any of this by yourself. Anybody that's thinking they're doing it by themselves, they, you'll go crazy. You, it, it'll burn you out. You'll have a heart attack. Is what, what you'll yeah. kill yourself. 
it, oh. it's, it's too much going on. I mean, like, we both have full-time jobs. I work in yeah. social services. I work with Contacosta County. So, you know, full-time yeah. trying to help people, 40 hours on that end. A hundred and forty hours helping people. Yeah. You know, then I get off from work and I come home and I got these Zoom calls with all these different organizations and we got protests that we need to organize and, you know, people we need to support. Uh, oh, I do want to say before I forget, We Are Their Voices is having a protest in the Central Valley this weekend on Sunday. Every prison in the Central Valley should have someone representing them. Wow. We've done all 35 prisons in one day. So now. (laughs) What? Yeah. It it, it was a little scarce. It could have been better. But when you think about that, you got somebody to show up at each of the 35 prisons at the same time. That's huge. That means we're we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're definitely getting there. The fact that you had a protest at all 30. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm just saying, re-saying what you said because that I don't want anybody to miss that. (laughs) That's big. Even if it was one person there, you had a concerted effort and got there. Yes. Wow, for the voices voices of the uh, prison. Man. Yes, we, we do not play. Um, we've been to Gavin's house. <laughs> the governor? Yes, we have. <laughs> we've been to his house to protest. Um, we went to the former secretary's house, Mr. Diaz. Mm. Yeah, we went to his house a few times to protest. Um, if anyone knows Kathleen Allison's address, <laughs> I'll pop I'll, at your girl. I'll pop it up at the bottom. <laughs> if anybody know it, if we can find that address, Kathleen, we coming to see you for Christmas. Because mm. if we can't see our families, we're gonna make sure you don't enjoy seeing yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a movement right there. So that so this weekend is just the Central Valley prisons. If you can get to any of them, your support is welcome. Uh, you can go to We Are Their Voices social media. Um, you can help them financially. Mm. Uh, no justice under capitalism. Currently, we are, let me make sure I say it correctly. We are assisting incarcerated persons with filing filing their habeas corpus petitions mm. for early that. release from San Quentin due to COVID-19. If you have a loved one that is in San Quentin currently, go on my page Email me at melanatedharmony20. Um, All I need is the person's name and their CDC number. We will mail them a packet directly. Mm. We have lawyers who are willing to file for them free. So those of you who are hearing that there's help out there but it's going to cost you a few dollars, no, no, no. Mm. No justice under capitalism is more than willing to help you. Right now, we're trying to get the word out. We want to get the filings done as soon as possible because there's another court day coming up. Um, the hope is that San Quentin will have to release 1,100 out. They're overpopulated, basically. By that 1,100 or by? Yes. Mo- okay. At least because they're saying that those numbers are not correct. <sighs> they're saying that there's more in there. They're just, you know, massaging the numbers. What is the habeas corp? It's just because just because of COVID? Because yes. it's, yeah. Because they can't get the separation in there. It's no way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, the problem is San Quentin is trying to circumvent this by transferring people to other prisons. Mm. The problem with that is when you transfer people to other prisons who have possibly been exposed to COVID. You spreading. Exactly. Which means <laughs> the habeas corpus is still valid. 
Exactly. Especially but what about the people that they shipped out? Already. Can they can can they file or it goes by where you are currently? Well, because the Marin County um, public defenders have jumped on this, they're working to get people released. No oh. other county public defender has stepped up. So right now, the focus is on San Quentin, um, but the No Justice Under Capitalism group has said that they are willing to move forward with other prisons if they get enough interest. So right now, we're doing a big push for San Quentin because they're already, they already have a court date. And wow. following that, yeah, we're going to branch out. That's so huge. I've been telling all my friends and people on Facebook, you know, like right now, San Quentin, we, get, we need those names first. But it doesn't hurt to start making a list. So that you already facilities. have it. So you exactly. Already, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. can start getting their paperwork to them so that when it's time, they're ready to submit it back in. The packets are like 50 pages. It's a lot of information that oh. they need to fill out and provide. So the more time they have, the better. Better. Because it, it, it has to be done by the court date? Well, for San Quentin, yes. Yeah. That's a lot of paperwork. When is the court date? Do um, we know yet? They just extended it. There's one this week, and I think there's another one in January. Because they're going back and forth with the filings and appeals and things like that. January is enough time to fill out 50. I mean, you've got yeah. 24 hours. Definitely. Yeah, you can feel that. But and, and every every person has to put their own personal story, and they have to attach their own exhibits as far as like what classes they've taken so far since they've been inside, and oh, um, like a rehabilitation. Yes, uh, and yeah, what yeah, yeah. what medical issues they have and mm. things like that, because all those things are going to have them categorized later on, as opposed to whether they qualify. Because the early release right now is dependent on you have to be over a certain age and have. Diabetes or something. Yeah. Health issues and things like that. That makes sense, though. That does make sense. Yes. Man, yeah, that's huge. I'm a, I'm a, um, I saw that. I saw the habeas corpus and I, you know, when, (laughs) when I used to see the word habeas corpus, well, not see it, but when I, Perry Mason, that's the (laughs) only time I ever see somebody say, yeah, I'm throwing in a habeas corpus so they get this thrown out of court. And, uh, so I, I I probably need to figure, I go look that up. In fact, it'll be a definition. On the screen, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna add it. Okay. Um, so, are you is a melanated harmony under justice, well, or not under? We are separate. Separate. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> I want to make sure people understand if they want to help you. Yes. That's okay. melanated harmony. Yes. Okay. Melanated yeah. harmony is my baby, and ladies living life is my baby. Ladies well. living life, and your daughter's is uh, melanin mimosas. Melanin mimosas. Yes. Why, she got married and her name stayed in? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, her and her friends, that was born out of, yeah, they were drinking mimosas. Goddamn. And they were having some really deep conversations. Wow. And they're doing fundraising, and it just, you know, Turned kept growing and growing. That's, so. how, that's how good movements go. Yeah, very proud of her. Go. Actually, while we're talking about her, we brag about my baby for a minute. I brought her books to show you. Oh. She's a published author. Uh, this book, um, she actually went into the prison, oh, the, show uh, it to the, yeah. the women's prison, and the men's prison, and talked with the in, uh, incarcerated persons, and poems written by herself and some of the incarcerated wow, persons. Wow, that's huge. Uh, this one, Sierra, uh, Sierra Gervais Gordon. Sierra Gervais this, Gordon. This is her early work. She was still using her, her full name. Uh, mm. <laughs> this one, she actually interviewed people from Richmond. Mm-mm. 
and it's about the city of Richmond. This one is her most recent one, Unto Ivy's Rip. On this one, she's just Sierra Gervais. She grew up a little bit. <laughs> Sierra Gervais. Back okay. in the day. Man. Man. <laughs> Me and my baby. So, this one I know you can find on Amazon. I'm not sure if you can still find The Walking Testimonies, Richmond is Home. That incarcerated, incarcerated words, words. How, how would somebody get that one? Uh, I would have to ask her. Okay. But she, you can catch her on Melanin and Mimosas. She's on Facebook. Okay. Uh, yep. You can hit me up on Melanated Harmony, and I can ask those questions as well. And you um, get it. She'll get you a copy if you need one. Oh, okay. Definitely. We'll try to work that out. Uh, this one, uh, Section 8. This is by, um, I call him my son, but he I didn't give birth to him. But... <laughs> But he's still mine. So this is about growing up in Richmond on Section 8 housing. Wow. You can also find this on the internet, uh, Amazon, I believe. Um, brilliant products of Richmond. So if yep. they tell you that children from Richmond don't do big things, they're lying. Yep. They're trying to stifle you. It's manipulation if they tell you that. Exactly. We from Richmond. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they can't, they can't <laughs> tell us that. This is an ignorant question. Um why should people care that people that committed a crime, and I, you know I know, is people that went to jail for stealing a bike and got seven years for a bike. Uh, not a motorcycle either, I'm saying. So why, why should people care about these incarcerated people? Uh, well, let me say this. Tajan Shepard is in Martinez County Jail, and... Tajan went into jail on October 15th, and by November 15th, Tajan can barely get a full sentence out. He has developed severe stuttering. He has lost the use of the right side of his body. They are denying him to go to an outside hospital. They're trying to tell him that he's faking. He has memory loss. That's why people should care. Yeah. I, he's a human. Um, regardless of what Tajan did, Tajan hasn't even been convicted yet. He's still pending trial. Oh. But how do you fight your case if you can't talk? If it takes you two minutes to tell your family, I love you, hmm. how do you assist your lawyer with giving yourself adequate defense? Ain't no way. No, I'm not saying he's innocent or guilty. I don't know. But I'm saying he's a human being and he deserves adequate health care and to be treated like a human. So we'll start with them. Uh, my son was shot back in July. This year? Yeah. In the midst of all this protesting for incarcerated persons' rights, I had to wow. run back and forth to the hospital to check on my child that was shot. And during all that, I still felt like if the person who shot my child was caught, I would want them to be treated like a human being. That's dedication. I mean, but it's, a, it's, 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 that's very beautiful because that's non-hypocritical. I mean, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it was like, I think it was like God testing me. Like, is that really the message you Ooh, want to put out there? Man. Like, do you still feel like that today while After your this. child is in the emergency room? Because, and you passed the test. Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't easy. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, there were days because, because of COVID, I couldn't go in to the hospital. Mm. So when my, when my son got shot, because he's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> he didn't stay where he got shot. He called me and yelled out three buildings. And I knew, he said, I'm shot. And he said, three buildings. 
So I had to get dressed and run to, to the car and go pick up my kid and took him to the emergency room and hope that he didn't die in my back seat. Yeah. You know, and then I got him to Kaiser. Then they took him off to um, Walnut Creek or whatever. But I couldn't go in. Once you just had to, to drop him off Creek, and then. Yeah, exactly. Once I he got to Walnut Creek, they're like, oh, no, it's COVID. You can't get in here. So yeah. what do you do? Mm. You keep on living, right? Uh, you have to. I mean, what else you going to do? So I was at San Quentin. God damn, man. Full-fledged protest. That's soldier. That's soldier status right there. Is he okay now? Yeah, he's he's doing much better okay, now. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah. The bullet hit him. It hit his rib cage, so it split, and it missed his heart and came out his side and his back. So, yeah. I mean, it's bad, but you know, yeah, you know yes. worse. So, yeah. Yes. So, like I said, that's my test and my testimony because I could have lost my baby that day. But I also know that, you know, these people make mistakes. They do. And they're not throwaways. They're not garbage pail kids. And in no way am I saying my husband should not have went to jail, prison, or whatever. But I want to say my husband is serving his third strike, which mm. means he's eligible to parole in 2039 because he had a DUI and he sideswiped a car. So... Yes, so that means he, he drank too much, yes. Does that mean... 30 years, though? Before he's eligible to parole. That's not even a guarantee that they're going to let him go. Yeah. That's before you go before the board. So that's ridiculous when your governor was just out not too long ago. I'm sure he had drinks at the French Laundry with his friends, and he drove home and with no repercussions at all. A lot um, of people I know, I know of... Others that oh, have yeah. killed people and still didn't be thirty that, years. Still didn't serve that much time. <laughs> I I would almost be I would be remiss if I didn't say that. I don't even I think they got probation, truth be told. Yeah. I mean, we, we know people who are actually members of the coalition that will tell you because mm. they had connections, they had similar charges that were dropped down to I think Drunken disorderly, maybe misdemeanor, drunken public, things like that. In a but, car. But but if you're in a car, that's <laughs> automatic yeah, anyway. But when um, you have family who are in law and you have money and your skin has a little less melanin, then you or know zero. Yeah. <laughs> you, they, they can get away with it. I mean and I, I'm I I yeah. So exactly. yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, and it's, it is injustice, and 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 you know that's why I asked the question because some people are like everything that they did, they deserve it. They did, I, and you know, without you know incriminating myself, exactly. I ain't never went to no damn jail, <laughs> but I shoulda, I coulda. I mean, well, it, it's funny because my husband he used to um, be working in food service, and he was like, you know, I've catered parties with the mayor and the police chief and mm. this person and that person. And I've seen them leaving with open cups of alcohol and cases of alcohol because there was leftovers at the end of the party. And he was like, I've seen all this. And he was like, yeah, but you're not them. Um, unfortunately, you don't have the privilege. Like, my husband, they forced him to represent himself. I thought that was illegal. He represented himself in the third strike. And they, they said he was competent to represent himself, correct? You have to, they have to declare you competent to be able to do all but that. But I thought you had to request that. He's um, been requesting an attorney for as long as I can remember. 
But he had to represent himself, and mm. then once he was convicted, they then put him on psychiatric medication. <laughs> but after he was competent. <laughs> yes. Not during the trial. This is the minute that he he can get out then. I think he can get out. I mean, we've been fighting it. He, he's he's doing what he can um, as far as the paperwork. Um the prison system has a lot of loopholes, though. Like, the, they can't go to the law library unless they have something active in court, and it has to be within so many days. So if you don't have a case that you're in the middle of, you can't go research so you can file a case. <laughs> <laughs> I know why that happened, though, because it was these dudes in there that was helping people yes. that didn't have cases but was helping other people. They don't want... Uh -huh. Oh, I don't need to hear that because <laughs> that's gonna make me upset, man. But but that's how it works. So I didn't know that. That's how it works. So it's like when when they can go in there, like you said, my husband would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go work on my case. I have um, law library access. I think it was like two hours, two days a week for thirty days." Um, wow. But he would go in there and try to research his case. But he would also have five or six other people saying, can you look this up for me? Can yeah, you check I, this out? Can you do this? Can you? Because they can't get in. So it's like, so now you're an unofficial lawyer, but your time is so limited. There's only you trying so to do much for you. you can do. Yeah. <laughs> you could fill city of Richmond with what I don't know. But I don't understand why. Why is it limited? It, access to a library. It's just that simple. But, you know, that's, that's <sighs> one thing that they, we have issues with. We have issues with... The medical. Uh, my husband was overdosed on insulin when he was in Solano. That's a coma, ain't it? Uh, they rushed him to the hospital. Um, they gave him ten times what the doctor told them to give him. Mm. And yeah, but apparently that's not a lawsuit because they attempted to remedy it as soon as they became aware of their mistake. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what oh. I've been told. Uh. What the? They think we stupid. Oh, my goodness. And speaking of Solano, uh, my husband wanted to do the dog training program. Mm. Uh, yeah, not at Solano. It is cruel and inhumane to keep dogs in those cells because the temperatures get too excessive. But humans, they can <laughs> stack in there for the... Oh, my God. And they this shit is all ass backwards. So... I mean, not to tell you that they don't even count y'all as exactly. you're lower than a dog. Well, think about it. When they had the fires, they evacuated the animal shelter that sits on the same property as that prison. But and not them. The guards evacuated. They locked buildings and go. Mm. That, that was a number of prisons that That's were rough. that were subjected to fires. The staff left. They locked the places up and left. What, so, they live in like a, a, a doggy bag? How did they, what? They, well, I mean, they probably only left them skeleton a couple crew. hours. Yeah, yeah. But they did leave for. Yeah, they, they say that the doors are um, fireproof and hope for the best. But, I mean, yeah. we. Oh, well, I don't like that. We are their voices. They made it, very, it was a, a little entertaining. I love my sisters. So <laughs> my mm. chicas go hard because. Somehow they found that out, and they were outside the prison at 2 in the morning. Like, the, somebody needs to know this is going on. So 
So they got on their Facebook lives and were like, there are no guards at the front gate of the prison. What does that tell you? Jesus. <laughs> Let's get them. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that. Yes. You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't want to know that because there is certain things that I don't need to know because it just infuriates you and then you feel like you got to go do something and then you don't know what to do. Well, I'm telling you. That's what I know, I'm but I'm saying <laughs> I want to do something that really cripples. But I mean, no, not, I'm not saying, you I'm, know, I'm not I'm, saying that you, I'm, but yeah. Call Kathleen Allison at 916-324-7308. She is the secretary of the CDC. She ultimately is the one who makes decisions across the board. Um, the biggest issue we have is she'll tell you it's up to the wardens. The wardens tell you it's up to her. <laughs> and we keep going back and forth and back and forth. And the courts make it up to their discretion so that it's just a ping pong game. And they just shuffle us around. So we Until need you more give people up. involved and we need more people who vote involved. Yeah. And we need more people to show up at these protests and more people to get on the email blast and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I try to share as much as I can, even some of the stuff that I don't understand. Because I, you know, I mean, I, I don't. This is gonna sound bad, but I don't know if I have any family in jail. I mean, my immediate family is not. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, you, I do. But I do have dudes I grew up with and people that I care about in jail, and you know, I try to do little things. But I didn't know this is what you know. I didn't. Damn, I didn't. All right, so yeah. I guess I'll be joining. It, it, it's Everything. been very eye-opening. Um, I I just have we are their voices had a protest. They were advertising it on Facebook one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to that. Mm. <laughs> I just want to see. See what it is? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's so inspiring to see other people like me. You know, because we are their voices. They will tell you we're not an organization. We are concerned family. That's it. That's all. Wow. You know. And that's what I love about them. And I say all the time about them, you know, like, you know, the movement is a magnet. It's going to attract what it attracts. And we're all different parts of this puzzle. So for me, that, that's why I, all the different groups that I follow, because yeah. all of them are doing different things. And they're all worthy things. And so, they all headed down its different paths, but it's all to the same goal. Yes, we're so. trying to rebuild our community. Yeah. And the California Department of Corrections is trying to tell different communities of black and brown people apart. There's no reason for most of the people in prison to have melanin. <laughs> We're not the only ones committing crimes. We're just the ones who can't afford lawyers. Yeah. So. That, that, or are we the ones <laughs> that don't look like the judges' kids, nephews, and yeah. in, in, in the police? Yeah. Or, or maybe you look like the, the little boy that the judge's daughter ran off with. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for real. <laughs> Or his wife. I mean, yeah, I'll teach him. I'll show you. But you, you can't. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm in now. I just gotta. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll figure my own way, and then I'll let you know. Because you know, uh, you can start a podcast easily. I can show you how to do everything you need to do, so you can just get up and do what you have to do. Start your YouTube channel, or you know, add to your YouTube channel. It, it the podcast thing is, it's not simple, but it's effective. Because it'll grow so fast. If you're doing the right things, hashtagging, and like you said, it'll attract what it'll attract. And, you know, you on Spotify and iTunes and everything. Worldwide, though. That's when you get that worldwide, like, 
Brazil, Brazil and Germany and Russia for some reason. I love this podcast. Oh, really? So that's what I'm saying. You never know who you're going to attract. And, and it'll just strengthen what you're doing. And then you can do a um, Patreon. You can do a Patreon, especially when y'all, you know, when y'all get y'all status and people can pledge from all over the world. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you can have that as your thing. And then you just put the link there. People can uh, donate. I have a dude, Jeremiah. From uh, Coos Bay in Oregon, that was the first dude that did to the Dark Network. He and I, I felt like humble because it's like this dude said, "I'm going to take the time and give this much a month," oh, no. and I was like, "Bless your heart, God damn! <laughs> I, I, I got responsibility. I got to start doing stuff now." It's like it's people that we like just what we're doing. Yeah, so yeah, we'll talk, I guess. And then you, if you want to do it, we could come here. We could shoot your show. Oh, uh, once a month or every two weeks or however you want to do it, we can get you set up. Oh, that'd be nice. Then yeah. maybe we can get Nicole to come out of her house. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the bay, yeah, the bay, even that though, because you can just do it with the Zoom. As long as I, you know somebody get the audio, you mm-hmm. can send that off. It's it's a good thing. It's a it's a movement starter. Oh, and it's it's an augmentation of a movement. Mm-hmm. So now you have a video where y'all talking. Like, even the mimosa thing, you can do that. Because mm-hmm. I know they have deep conversations. Mimosa will make you have some conversations. <laughs> so, you know, on those conversations, you, you know, some of those can be recorded. And, and, yeah, and I always make fun of her. I'll be like, when you going to have a Melanie Mimosa senior edition so the mamas can come and talk? Mm. <laughs> when is she going to do that? Because that's who got the game. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. That's who got the game. So, when we was in high school, and we thought we knew. Definitely. Oh my God! Everything, and we sitting there like, man, man, these people get done. But we, but I'm ducking Crescent Park. I'm I'm <laughs> ducking the townhouses. I ain't know nothing. And and luckily, you know, we made it through. But it's it's now, survival see, is information. I was a girl. I went everywhere. Yeah, see, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I still go everywhere. At, well, yeah. well, I do now, but I I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that my parents knew that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't play around because it was it was it was rough. It was rough out there in nineties, man. So yeah, that that's we can do that. We'll we'll set that up if that's something you're interested in. And we, Definitely. We can, yeah, we can get we that. We want done. this to grow. Um, hopefully, we'll get some of these guys out. And a couple of them are saying, you know, if they get out, they gonna join the movement they so they can do. help the people. So behind. that grow. So what 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 programs do you? Have? So on the Dark Network, we have a. a we have a podcast called 100 Years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lejean, uh, Patrick, and DT. DT is from Richmond. Lejean is from Richmond. Uh, Patrick is from Oakland. Collectively, they did 100 years uh, in, incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So they got out, and everybody was telling them they're going to fail. There's nothing you can do. You can't do this. You can't do that. And, and it, it sounded like rhetoric to get them right back to where, mm-hmm. where you know, back. So they were on my show, and then we decided, hey, y'all, y'all, y- this is a real subject. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start talking. So they talking about how, you know, acclimation to this society now with the phones and all this other stuff, which they had phones in there. They wasn't supposed to, but they had phones in there. It's just. If they don't be the newest in the top of the line. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. And that's why they still don't know shit because they come out here and they be like, wait a minute, you can do this with your face? I'm like, yeah, you can. So my question is, what are the programs th- that you have for them to get work? Well, there's um, there's a list. I didn't bring it with me, but there's a list. 
of about 40 or 50 employers that hire felons. A lot of people assume that they don't, but there's a I, I wish I would have brought it. But Oh, yeah. no, you just you email <laughs> it to me, and I'll, I'll start popping them as you're talking. Yeah, there's definitely a list up there. Um, I think Target is one that will hire felons. Really? Yeah, it's, there are companies out there that will hire them. A lot of people assume that they won't. Um, if you go to the, oh, what is it called? The Reentry Success Center. They can help you get your felonies changed to misdemeanors. Giving you some game. Like, really? <laughs> yes, sir. So they, they, you go to the Reentry Success Center. They have people there that will help you with your legal paperwork to get your stuff expunged down to a misdemeanor. Um, they have um, people there who will help you with your resume writing. Mm. You know, um, should be in prison though. Don't get me started. There, well, with COVID now, they really have limited to do anything, anything yeah, yeah, any yeah. programming or outside people coming in. Right now, it's really limited. Yeah, that reentry success center. I recommend that to people who are local in Richmond. Um, I would have to do more research if you branch a little bit farther out. Um, I do have a friend. Uh, her name is Alexis. I I met Tech. She's doing um, the drug testing. Yeah. She, she has a, a, a facility that is ready to work with formerly incarcerated persons, you know. Wow. Yeah, we like we're really trying to build a network. She says she has a friend who has a six-room halfway house where they transitional housing. Yeah, transitional. Like yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're trying. Like people are stepping up, but to be honest, you know, the CDC and San Quentin, they. They don't make it easy. Even for like when E40 donated the hand sanitizer, the population never got it because they said they were afraid that people were going to misuse it. So then where did it go? You didn't send it back. Where did it go? <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it's like there's a mismanagement of funds inside the prison across the board. They have all this money that they spend, and then they put the stuff in warehouses and never actually use it for the population. And then but, sell it or donate it to but, somebody. Yeah, else. but your paperwork shows you spent the money, so your budget is good. You know, it. like I said, it's a shell game. So what we're trying to do on the outside is find connections and links to different groups and organizations that are ready to help these people when they come out. The prison system gets $88,000 a year per person. Oh. If that same person were to come out and go to the county and apply for general assistance, we would give them $336 a month, maybe. That's the maximum. Mm. And I know this because that's my job. Mm. Okay, you're going to get 100 and no, food stamps just went up. You're going to get $204 a month in food stamps. So you do the math. <laughs> it's worth more money for the state to keep them incarcerated. Because yeah, they get the money versus it, giving us a piece of some money. Exactly. You know. Which makes everything else fall in the line now. Now I see why they only get two days in the law library. Exactly. I see why. Well, think about it. You're sending these men to fire camp, and you're paying them $5 a week to fight <laughs> the same fires that every other fireman is fighting across the state of California. So they're making $100,000 a year, and these people are making $5 a week. And if they get hurt, they get in subpar oh, medical. Wait, you're forgetting the restitution. So they take it if they if they owe money, yes. <laughs> so it's for free. So they probably handpicking the ones with restitution. <laughs> huh. That's 
That sounds bad. To man. fight fires. And then not to mention the one, like the one guy who was fighting the fire, finished his time, and then they deported him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's a dirty business. And it's business. Exactly. Which is why no justice under capitalism was formed because that's basically what it boils down to. You guys are making money. This is a new slavery. My husband and I, we argue about it all the time because he's like, well, if you don't do a job, you know, there could be repercussions and you're bored all day. That's one thing as well, because you're just stuck. Like, yeah. if you, at least if you have a job, you have a routine that makes your time go by. But I'm like, well, you're not allowed to do anything that's going to, like, risk your health, though, because what we're not doing is killing ourselves for free. Like, no. <laughs> or killing ourselves for money in general. Is, is that they're going to end up taking or making you pay another fee for... Exactly. So, because, like, for him, because he owes the restitution, um, they take 55% off the top of whatever he earns. And because he has lawsuits against them, they take another 20% and put that towards whatever the filing fees wow. for the lawsuits. So you you work for every dollar you earn, you're getting a quarter for him. For him, yeah. <laughs> like so, it's really not worth you risking your life. I, I would say not. I would say not. Damn. Because <laughs> I'm thinking in my mind, I'm t I just don't know. I just didn't. It's think a dirty game. It is a it's, it's a filthy, disgusting game. Now mm -hmm. that I think about it, the laws of how the laws have changed so that it can incarcerate these people so that it is it's a god damn it it's a it's a it's a business it's capitalism yeah well they have a law now um i think it's 1170d where it's discretionary for the prisons to put people up for release like if they've already served their base time and I'm out. and they're not doing anything well no cuz like my husband's base time was 39 months he's it, he would have been home a long time ago. He went in 2014. So. Wait, what? Yeah, his base time was only 39 months, but the third strike oh. gets him back up. To 20. That's the 20. <laughs> Plus. Yes. So, but with the 1170D, they have the discretion to not impose that third strike. So they could let him out right now. Yes. But it's not good for business, so they're not. Exactly. And there are a lot of people in there. That's like they go to court and they get these laws to pass, but then they're always discretionary. Which means nothing then. Because exactly. it's whoever decides, you can just decide. That's a blank check. Why I don't understand. I gotta start reading. That that that's the problem. Um we've um in our coalition meetings, we've had formerly incarcerated persons who've actually said that, you know, even, sometimes even if you can find a staff member who wants to help you, they get repercussions from other staff members that are like, why are you trying to be nice to them? I why do you want to be friends with them? What's in it for you? So then it's easier for them to just stay hands off because they I, don't I, want the repercussions I on the other that. end. It's bullying. It's, it's really just bullying. I, we, I was talking to the veteran uh, guy, the Don Dejaga, and he does NAB vets for vets. And he said it was a lady, a young Latino lady, they were just helping brown people. She started saying, well, why are all these, you know, black people doing this and why they have this? And she started asking questions. They got rid of her like in three or four months mm -hmm. because now is you, why are you helping them? Mm -hmm. So they, 
people don't want to hear this, but when I tell people like we second, third class citizens in America, people just people like, no, but Obama was president. I say, come on, cuz. <laughs> You, you you can't you can't point at one example and tell me this, and I don't even know what that's about. So I don't I don't even know that, but I know how I feel, and I know how man I know how other people feel. Exactly, it's, it's, it's second class. It's ridiculous. It's like the the drains in the prison don't even drain all the way. So you're telling them, you know, social distance, stay clean, stay healthy. But when they're walking in the shower and someone else's water from the shower before them is already there, what are they supposed to do? And you gotta take a shower. Exactly. You give them one roll of toilet paper a week. You mm. know, my husband wrote up a complaint because it's like you have people in here with COVID. They're sick. They're throwing up. They have diarrhea. And when their toilet paper runs out, now what are they supposed to do? Oh, yeah. So then they're trading their food for toilet paper. Like mm. it's ridiculous. And then he won the complaint. And then the supervisor was like, you know what? Order everybody two rolls of toilet paper. Like, double your order. Yeah. But then the, the people who are supposed to implement it have a problem with that. So they don't want to do it. So then when you complain to them, your boss told you to do such and such, their response is write it up. And it can take I 30 to 60 days. Exactly. But because it takes so long for those things to get hashed out, is it really worth it for you to keep going back and forth? Now, my husband tells you all the time, I don't got nothing but time. If y'all let me go, I might leave you alone. But <laughs> Mike, man, I know I wouldn't <laughs> let me get outside. I'm going to tear y'all ass up. Exactly. But it's like everything shouldn't be a battle. Like human need should not be a battle. And the fact that they keep seeing medical people, it's never the same person. So you can't you can't establish a rapport with your doctor because you know when you go back in six weeks two months it's not going to be the same person. Is so that by design? I, I believe it's because they contract. That's even worse. Contractors so, usually don't care that much. Exactly. Well, you might get one, but then they're not coming back anyway. So and they're they, not, yeah, they they'll keep write them. up their request, but they're not gonna, they don't follow through to make sure it actually happened. Because they're not there. And if the doctor behind them doesn't agree, then you have to start over. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a whole other issue. Jesus. You know, uh, my husband was saying they have, they, they cook the food at 3 or 4 in the morning. They roll it out into the building at, like, 5. But then, depending on the staff, sometimes they don't get it till like, 9 or 10. So, my yeah, breakfast, it cold. was hot when you made it. Four or five hours ago. Now cement. Uh, yeah, and mind you, the milk is sitting there or whatever for those hours or whatever. Um, they've had people send out pictures of rotten vegetables and stuff, spoiled milk, things like that. It's like, yeah, we 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 march because somebody has to know we're watching. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only way that we felt. We could get the word out, and that's uh, that's why I love We Are Their Voices and the Justice Center Capitalism. You know, uh, some of the other groups as well, but I'm more active with those two. Yeah. You know. I like it. I like the idea of it because I think uh, if you got a group of people, inmates, not all, some, that knows that somebody. Person. Oh, incarcerated persons. What's yes. wrong with inmates? That is the slave master's term. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Remember that, y'all. Inmates is, yeah. 
you might as well call them <laughs> nigga slaves. Don't do that. All right, incarcerated persons. Uh, they know that somebody cares about them. So when they do get out, they join these kind of things, and they they feel like I'm never going back in there because these people did this to keep me out. So it's like a, a, a honor system where the people that get, you know, and can't save everybody, but yes, if the few that you do can talk to other people, you'll get less people in there. And I think that, truthfully, I think that is the sleeping giant. People exactly. talk about prisons and this and that, but I think those people, and it sounds bad, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it. These dudes know the law and broke it anyway, or broke it on an accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. But these are the dudes that'll get up and do what needs to be done if they feel like it needs to be done. Even though, you know, I've been in jail. I don't, I, you know, not me, I'm just saying. I've been in jail, I know what it is. If if I gotta do this so that the younger kids can do these things, and I'm willing to do it. And that's what, that's what we're gonna have to need. Uh, like you said, build, rebuilding the community within the community, mm -hmm. but without all of this Chevron and, and whoever else wanna, well, no, you can't do, you can't say that, we want to use the word inmates. You know, it's certain things that they want to implement if you get money. Because we do something called OCAR, where it's our community as a resource. And it's, I, I, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. I guess that is a good conversation so other yeah. people will know. So I, I don't know the difference between the two. What, what are some of the pros and cons of, of having a nonprofit versus a for-profit company. Well, the nonprofit, I know you have to keep the income under like fifty thousand or something. Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's basically before it, and you don't have to file taxes on it. So it's basically a tax thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Is yeah. you know, if you're planning on like a lot of money running through there and getting like bigger sponsors, and you're like really trying to make it where this is your job now, and you wanted to pay you and da 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 then you probably will. Well, I don't want to say it like that. Because you can't stipend yourself money. Yes. As a non the, yeah. I, th I think it's just like the numbers game, yeah. <laughs> basically. What you expect out. from it. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll, so I'll, right I'll now, and, and like we're not, we're not doing this to earn money. We're doing this to create awareness and save our community. Save people. So yeah. any money that we make will go into the business it won't be for that's us. non-profit so yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yes it's definitely for the families of the incarcerated persons um and basically we want to work on the connection between people who are inside and their children gotcha because like for my my husband um it's getting a little better now that his kids are older yeah but you know when when they were a little younger you know dealing with your ex on a phone that they got to pay for. <laughs> Man. That'll, that'll severely limit the conversation. You know, All right, cut this motherfucker off here. You know, so we want to focus on that. Maybe, like, um, try to raise money where we can give the kids maybe phone cards so they can keep in contact with their incarcerated wow. person. And it doesn't cost their other parent. Yeah, you know? anything. Yeah, Exactly. We want to try to get build that network that way. And, you know... Give them a place where we can meet and talk about these things and help each other out with different issues, you know, because everybody's at different stages in life. So, mm. like, you know, we want it when we get it all together. You know, our plan is to have a, a room where we have um, licensed child care. So the parents can go in the room and have their meetings or whatever and know that their kids are safe. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's even... It's just removing obstacles. It's yeah. just, yeah, making it easier to do... 
basic human needs. Exactly. Wow. And, and still have, you know, we want them to have a room where, a resource room where they can go and look for jobs and mm. look for housing and things like that. And it's a network because we know we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. Um, like uh, Nicole and I have been friends, I, I always say almost 20 years. She's like, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. We're like 15 years. We, right. we we met up, you know. Our kids were still well. I should say, my kids were still young because Nicole just had a new baby. Like I said, that's yeah. one. She also has one that's um about 24. So <laughs> why would she go that's into a whole nother story. jail again? Not but, jail, but you know what I mean. I shouldn't have said that, but you know, you know what? what I mean. It's a beautiful thing because she's at a completely different place in her life. Mm. So like. Just being able to provide and not have all the stresses that you had as does a make it easier. seventeen year old mom, yeah. you know, man, <laughs> it's a completely different monster. And I tell her all the time, "Thank you," because I could just Amazon the baby stuff, and I get to be TT of a little one without the responsibility. I know that's right, <laughs> goddamn it, because uh, <laughs> I know that's right, man, man. So it all works out, but it, but the baby, you know, it helps us remember. Like, that love and connection that she's able to have in her child, there are people out there who don't get to do that. At all. Especially with COVID. Because, with, you know, the prison shut down visiting in March. So there's no oh. been no physical contact since March. Um, I was blessed yesterday. I had my video visit with my husband. I, I'm I sorry. I saw that. You said 90, don't like it. 90%? Uh, well, 90% it kept buffering. Oh. So it was like he would be there, and I'm like, hey, and then he'd go away. Like, <laughs> Man. <laughs> but, you know, that in nine months, that was the first time I had seen him. So even over the computer. Even if it's your husband? I thought it was a special. No, the, the prison shut down visiting back in March. So those people who have had new babies this year, they're children who never met their parents at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of how everything happened. Um, they're like, even the little ones, um, therapists say when, you know, under three, if the child doesn't see you within like two weeks, they forget you. They go through their grieving and it's like, you don't even exist. Mm. So for these young babies who it's a, it's a voice on the phone. My husband and I have a joke. Cause like now he calls and I'm like, good morning, Charlie. Like, Damn. <laughs> so he's like, good morning, angel. But it's like, because now you're a voice on the phone. Yeah. And you have, that's all you've been for nine months. At least before you can go, I, you know, I was a junkie. I was going every Saturday and Sunday, and I was getting my two hours in every day. Wow. Um, That's in San Quentin. Um, When he was in Solano, yeah, I did every day in Solano, too. Every, mm. every holiday, every weekend. Um, When he was down in Southern California, uh, I probably went twice a month, maybe sometimes three times that's a month. That's still huge. Cause... I mean, 400 miles each way. I was, you know, get up at 4, be at my visit by 8.30, you know, <laughs> stay there for a couple hours, get a hotel, do it again, then you got to drive four hours back that night. Jesus. So. And that shit shut down. So, I, yeah, that, that really put a dent in what you was yes. seeing your husband. Yeah. yeah. So to go from seeing, and I, I, I'm ashamed to say I was taking it for granted. I really was, because I would plan things around that. My friends would be like, want to do such and such? Girl, yeah, my visit be over by such and such. I'd be on my way. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, Jesus, just give me 10 minutes. Can I just, yeah, can I just smell him? I just, you know. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know? So it it has changed our relationship. 
um, it, it added some stress. I believe especially that. for him um, because he was so used to seeing me all the time. You know, it's like it's a real doing? loss. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's almost like mourning somebody. I, but then you know, we get the phone calls, and depending on what's going on, when he had COVID, I think I might have talked to him like once every two weeks. Because, mm. yeah, they try to keep them away from everybody so they don't want them using the phones. But it's like, well, wait a minute. The last time I talked to him, he told me he has this deadly disease. And now I haven't <laughs> talked to him in, in the <laughs> 13 days. Y'all got to tell me something. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, then you try to try and call and see if you can get through the medical staff. Then you got to prove who you are before they tell you anything. So mm. it, it it's really stressful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, but you obviously love him. I yeah. mean, anybody listening can tell that you, you know, that's 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 your main man. Yeah. The video so. call helped. I, I I give him that. No. <laughs> Is that something that's going to be more recent now, or? Uh, well, they're implementing. They're saying once a month, thirty minutes once a month. Yeah, it no comparison to being no. in somebody's face every weekend, no. two days in a row. No comparison at all. But it was nice to see him. Although he has this new thing he's doing with his beard and mustache, talking about he's gonna twist something out. <laughs> oh, yeah! I was like, wait a minute. I mean, the last time I saw him, everything bald head, clean shaven. So <laughs> <laughs> now you see, and he look like Moses. He like, cause um, no. <laughs> I was like, well. What's going on under your mask, honey? Like, <laughs> yeah, look, you got a, a nest of spiders <laughs> under there, son. Yeah. So, you know, he's exploring his individuality as much as he can. Yeah, whatever stops him from going crazy, I guess it's all gravy. Yeah. Um, it's, a, yeah it's a state of affairs in there. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it's crazy. But to just have it ripped away, because it was funny, because when they sent the email out and said business was canceled, I fell to the floor at work. And my friends were like, what the hell? I was like, I just wanted one month. Like, <laughs> like they, they knew what they was doing, though, because if I'd have known it was only going to be one more, I might have got in trouble that day. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That'd be able to kept you there. Be like, nope, you got to go to one now. Please join my page, Melanated Harmony, um, on Facebook. Uh, no Justice Under Capitalism on Facebook. We are their voices. Impact. Ella Baker Center, all of us are none. Check out Minister King. He is um, one of the brothers who actually participated in the hunger strike. Mm. Um, he is currently, I think he's been free for about a year now. So he is definitely boots to the ground mm. and totally down. We love Minister King, so check him out. Um, California Prison Focus. Uh, if you want to support us, just check us out on our Facebook pages. Contact me um, at the Gmail, Melanated Harmony 20 or Melanated Harmony 2020. We actually have both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, if you have the time, contact Martinez County Jail and tell them to treat Tajan Shepard or let him go so his family can get him the adequate health care that he needs and then he can stand trial. Uh, contact Kathleen Adlison and your governor. Let them know that we want mass releases, not transfers. Stop spreading COVID throughout the prison system. This all happened because of a horrible transfer from Chino. Like San Quentin had zero. 
You transferred these people in, they went from zero to 1,500 mm. within a month. Habeas corpus. Y'all fill your file, y'all habeas corpus names and, and, and send them in. Yes. Um, send me the names and we'll send the packets directly to your inmates with the postage and everything. So all they have to do is wow. fill out the paperwork. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're doing it all. I got packets in my car right now. So if you're in Richmond, I'll bring it to you if you want. Like, mm. Damn. <laughs> any way you will need it, we will work with you because we want to get as many people as free as possible. So we can rebuild our community. They need to be home so they can help teach their children not to make the same mistakes that they made. Yes, yes. I like it. I like it. Uh, this has been How Do You View You with the powerful soldier, Tamara Morgan Hudson, Mrs. Hudson. Uh, peace.